Hello everyone, I'm your host, Alessandra Iorio, and today's episode is on the poem Two Deaths by Elizabeth Jennings. Now, don't be confused by the cheeriness in my voice as we talk about such things. I just don't want to be a Debbie Downer, you know. (laughs) But before we jump into the details, I want to know how do you guys feel about death? I know, it's a weird question. However, since the poem we're talking about literally has death in the title, I figured we should start off talking about the idea as a whole. Personally, I don't think too much about death. The idea of it actually scares me. And I know it can happen at any time. I just don't want to regret anything. But I also know there's no way to prepare for it. Anyways, now that we have this morbid topic in our head, here's a reading of the poem. Two Deaths by Elizabeth Jennings It was only a film, perhaps I shall say later. Forgetting the story left only with bright images, the blazing dawn over the European ravaged plain, and a white unsaddled horse, the only calm living creature. Will only such pictures remain? Or shall I see the shop boy running, running, clutching the white sheet on the washing line, looking at his own blood like a child who never saw blood before and feels defiled. A boy dying without dignity, yet brave still, trying to stop himself from falling and screaming. His white girl waiting just out of calling, I'm ashamed not to have seen anyone dead. Anyone I know, I mean. Odd that yesterday also, I saw a broken cat stretched on a path, not quite finished. Its gentle head showed one eye staring, mutely beseeching, death it seemed all day i've thought of death of violence and death of the blazing polish light of the cat's eye i'm ashamed i've never seen anyone die and a little bit about jennings she was born in boston lincolnshire on july 18th 1926 and she was also raised in a roman catholic household but she later died in october 2001 Jennings has always faced an inside battle with herself, dealing with family issues and comparing herself to her sister, who was quote-unquote much prettier and had a better relationship with her father. In addition to the eternal battle with herself, she also had a history of overdosing, followed by blackouts, which led to attempted suicide. And in one biography of the poet, they state that, quote, in her writing, she conceals as much as she reveals, end quote. This is important because in her lifetime, she has been very self-reliant. And when you're self-reliant, you tend to keep to yourself and limit what you say when talking to others. I mean, I feel like everyone is a bit like that. It takes courage to finally open up to someone, let alone the whole world, as Jennings does with her writing. After, After my initial reading and a deeper analysis of the poem... I've come to argue that the speaker is trying to communicate that death is more than someone losing their life. It's about those around you and how you leave your mark. She begins describing the film with vividness and how the boy dies without dignity. Death on film isn't real, and she establishes this in the beginning of the stanza when she says, quote, it was only a film, end quote. Although it was just a film, her account of the boy's death illustrates how deeply affected she was by it. 
and based on her experience in rehab and with overdoses as acts of attempted suicide, the reason for this poem is to convey that she doesn't want to experience death in a way where she has lost dignity, as the cat and boy did. It sounds bad, but when it comes to suicide, a lot of people believe that those who commit it are deemed selfish because they aren't thinking about their friends or family and don't take into account how they would feel. She is also expressing how she doesn't want to experience death while unsatisfied with the life she's lived. She wanted to make something of herself. The poem goes, looking at his own blood like a child who never saw blood before and feels defiled, a boy dying without dignity, yet brave still, trying to stop himself from falling. Clearly, the boy is aware of his death, yet he still tries to die bravely despite the loss of dignity. He's dying in a war setting, being brave enough to have been there in the first place, having done something with his life. On the other hand, Alyssa Korfman on poemanalysis.com which is a blog page for people who, for people to publish their analysis of poems. She suggests Jennings as being ashamed not to have lost someone dear to her and or experienced war the same as others who, have, who might have lost someone. And the setting of war is addressed in the beginning during the boy's death with lines such as, quote, the blazing dawn over the European ravaged plain, end quote. Also in the lines when she says, I'm ashamed not to have seen anyone dead, and I'm ashamed I've never seen anyone die, is her clearly stating how she has never experienced the death of someone close to her, and how this lack of experience prevents her from empathizing with others. Though you may feel strongly about this argument, the poem is more about her idea of death and is stronger purely because it's based on her life. The whole purpose of this poem is to reflect on her past and communicate that death isn't just about losing your life and the end of your story. As I was analyzing her words saying, I'm ashamed not to have seen anyone dead and I'm ashamed I've never seen anyone die. What I understood from that is that it's her stating her awareness of selfishness Committing suicide can be seen as an act of cowardness, and she compares her own actions to this movie, Death, which clearly contrasts. Whereas in the death of the cat, it dies pathetically, and seeing that leaves her with an image of death in which she does not want to experience. I mean, I definitely wouldn't want to die in a tragic way like that. I mean, who would? <laughs> While I was reading the poem, one thing that stood out to me was when she mentioned the white horse when she says, and a white unsaddled horse, the only calm living creature. After reading that, immediately something clicked in my head. In literature, a white horse typically represents a symbolic death, heroes and saviors, and in the poem, the man wanted an honorable death. She also mentions that the horse is the only calm creature in lines six to seven. What I gathered from this is that when you're faced with a near-death experience, you think that someone would be scared out of their mind but with the horse being there in a calm manner, almost makes the death not so tragic. We covered this in the beginning, but we clearly hear how the tone of this poem is very morbid because obviously it's about violence and death. However, the tone and the overall 
The tone and the overall meaning of the poem are different feelings and juxtapose each other, one being obviously morbid and the other being more reflective. Essentially, what Jennings is conveying through her poem is that death is something more than you losing your life. You have to take into account how you are affecting others. Obviously, when you're dying, you don't have time to think about anything. But for example, if you were to die today, would you be proud of yourself? Or would the people around you be proud of you? Basically, what I mean is that you don't want to feel as if you died carelessly. Especially in the life of Elizabeth Jennings, you don't want to be consumed with guilt and end up feeling ashamed that others face real consequences and you selfishly dance with death as she did. That's the end of my analysis on this poem. Thank you guys for listening to my analysis. I know it's more on the depressing on the depressing side, but it's interesting to learn about. And I don't know about you, but I've taken some things from this episode into account, like making the most of my life and not taking anything for granted. But yes, thanks again for tuning in. I hope to see you guys on the next episode. See ya. Thank mm-hmm. you.